Welcome everyone to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock. Excited to have you here with us, listening in, and also excited to have another wonderful guest. I will be doing some introductions in just a moment, but just wanted to welcome you here first to this space filled with motivation and inspiration and healing stories. Welcome everybody. I am thrilled to have with me today Julie Brand, and I'm actually going to click over here for just a second and you're going to hear me clicking, um, an introduction that I would like to read. Julie and I met through uh, ACES Connection, which is a phenomenal community that I've talked about on air before. And so I'm going to read this to you. Julie is an addiction specialist, a domestic violence counselor, and youth educator who has literally worked with thousands of youth. She's now specializing in women's treatment, the founder and executive director of a residential treatment program exclusively for women suffering from addiction, PTSD, depression, and childhood trauma. She also has a high A score herself and is an adult survivor who's endured many adversities. Um, but I love it that uh, you have on here, Julie, yet I thrive because that's, that's mine too. I love it that I... I made it through, found that resilience, and so that's what you're doing. You're helping people find their resilience, right? That's that's exactly it. Um, that's what my goal is, is to continue to thrive and to help others thrive as well. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you for joining me, and welcome, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's really an honor and a pleasure, believe me. Well, thank you so much. Well, so tell us... Um, about a WISE retreat program and, and what it is you do um, to help women. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Uh, a WISE retreat is, um, is a private facility that I dreamed about, envisioned over 10 years ago. I was actually sitting in a very boring meeting. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it was. And I was just doodling and I came up with a logo and I thought, I've been working with so many agencies and someday I'm going to open my own. And I came up with the acronym um, WISE. And WISE stands for Women Inspired, Supported, and Empowered. I love that. And it started then, 10 years ago. And about five years ago, I just, you know, every day I was doing something towards that goal. And, you know, in 2014, actually 2013, I, I hit that moment where I just said, it's now or never. And um, I've been open for four and a half years now. And um, I'm not a big corporation. I'm just me with a dream, a vision of helping other women, other people. But um, right now I'm really focused on empowering and, and inspiring other women and, and getting power from them as well, being empowered by them. Yes. Get empowered by that. There is such yeah. a, th that connection, um, you know, I've talked with other survivors, there's just so much empowerment that comes from connecting with others um, through our truths. Right, yeah. right. I feel that is so true. Um, and so that's how WISE came about. and. Uh, you know, it's just been one day at a time, and and it works for me. I, I love what I'm doing. And like you said, making that connection with other survivors, and sometimes they don't even know 
you know, what's stirring them. Um, but here, you know, we've developed a really safe place that um, it's a, actually a residential within a residential. It's not your average place. It's a small, it's quaint, and very intimate, and, and, and very, uh, you know, just has that home feeling. Right, right. We have a really uh, a holistic approach to everything, but of course we we also work with a doctor here, so it's uh, east meets west, I call it. <laughs> holistic and yes. a little bit of, um, you know, western medicine. Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah, that's my... Well, Another one of my philosophies is that, you know, I've done everything from Ho'oponopono Hawaiian healing to, you know, tapping in EFT, as, as it's called sometimes, to, you know, I was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds for a while. I mean, yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of looked at it all. I've done EMDR therapy, um, and I love that, that holistic of, of mind, body, and soul. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, too. Yes. That's it mind body and soul yeah. because it's a, it's a it's a whole person you're not just dealing with uh people who are suffering from the disease of addiction you're you're dealing with a human being right who has many other things going on in life right we're mind body and soul i love how you put that yes absolutely um, so that's kind of the approach i've taken we're different um uh, but not better just different and and different works around here and i like that I like that I'm not your average cookie cutter. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I use that word. I, I just love it sometimes. That's it wonderful. Yeah. 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 And that's what I wanted. That's why I was sitting in that meeting thinking, oh, my God. So, okay, <laughs> i got to do something different here. Um, and, and that's how that came about. Um, wonderful. The, the ACEs, uh, the adverse childhood experiences that, that I really um, just, so passionate about and it's just uh, something that's on my mind a lot came to me just a year and a half ago though you know it wasn't I wasn't aware um, of ACEs uh, I was very into domestic violence a lot of my work has been in domestic violence I was a, um, a survivor of domestic violence but I was also uh, a child who survived watching that domestic violence in my home a lot and um and so many other adversities. But I, I didn't put it all together until a doctor came here to my program to, to do a tour and to talk. And I was telling her what I was so passionate about. I'm one of the only programs that focuses a little bit on, I say a little bit, because there's so many different curriculums here, but right. um, on domestic violence. Um, so I, I when I put that together, um, and was talking to her about that. She says, it sounds like you're really talking about ACEs. And I, I'm like, oh, gosh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, what's ACEs? Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and she says, it's what you're doing, Julie. You're, you're talking about domestic violence. You're talking about so many different adversities that you yourself have gone through, and that's how your work has come about. And, and that's what it's all about. you got to find out more about ACEs. Right. And uh, so when I found out, I was like, oh, my God, i got to shout this out to the world. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like yeah. once you know, then you're like, oh, my gosh, everybody needs to know this. Everyone needs to understand the impact of whatever childhood trauma that may have presented itself to them, how it's impacting their life. 
Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's like something really clicked. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's just this, oh my God. Not only is, is that the answer, but it's also who and what is, I can understand myself better. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's so cool. And I love, you know, I, I it breaks my heart when people have high ACEs scores like you, like myself, but it gives me so much hope and I think it gives so many other people hope um, to know that not only did we survive, but we're thriving and, um, yeah, out there helping others to, to survive and thrive. So, yes, congrats yes. on and, that. And, you know, you can really connect with um, those that are suffering as, from the same type of adversities. And, and, and like me, they don't even know what, what makes them tick. Why, why am I doing this? What, what is this behavior? And, and here, you know, ever since the, that one doctor, Dr. Rodriguez, <laughs> um, tipped me to ACEs, I then took ACEs training. I started reading, you know, everything I could on it, on the Folletti and Dr. Um, Nadine Burke-Harris's book. I just really engulfed myself in it. And and I took, when I took the test myself, I, I went by myself and, you know, closed the door and took the test. Um, I, I, I cried, yeah. n- not because I, I'm not healed, because I've done a lot of therapy and I have a lot of healing, right. um, but because I understood everything so much clearer, and, I, and I, I think I cried for that child within, but I also smiled to myself, I'm like, but I'm still standing, right? Right, right. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, and that's what people want to know, like, how are you still standing? How'd you do it? You know, and that's that's the beauty of sharing um, our stories and our truths is is helping people understand that resilience factor. Um, yes. And that you're yes. in that they're you're not doomed to a life of misery and sadness and heartache and being lost and being in the dark. You know, you don't have to stay there. Um, you don't have to stay there. Right. And so, we have the option, right? Right. But sometimes we need someone to 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 guide us there. Yes. You know? Yes. And I, I love the, that you're, you're tying that in because some people just think like you, I thought, I'm just broken, I'm doomed, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm worthless. I, I really felt that at, at some point in my life many years ago, you know. And, um, and, and I decided to take that ACE um, score sheet and make it a part of my program. See, once you take that A score, and, and, and when I'm doing my assessment, I tie that into it, it, it just, it opens a door for them to say, well, whoa, you know, and, and yes. we can talk about this, and it's always about your approach, but that A score has made a difference here at test here um, at my program, because I only have 30 to 60 to 90 days to work with this human being that's and instead of cutting through the chase and trying to get to there, if you just start with here, let's take this test and see how you feel about it, you know? Um, it just opens the door. It's changed a lot of my work. Right. And what I and what I found, um, I hope I'm not talking too much. No, no, I love <laughs> this. So this exactly. This. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah, what I found um, from, for them and, and even for myself as a counselor and someone who specializes in addiction is that, 98% of the women in the four and a half years that I've been here 
have had at least four or five adverse childhood experiences, and mm-hmm. and we connect. And I could say, you know what? It's okay. You you cry. I'm gonna cry with you. Let's give each other a hug. Cause guess what? I I feel you. I not only feel you. I've been there. And and right there, that makes a connection. And it's not something I just you know a script that I say to them. I honestly mean it. Right. And, and that I, energy. And they see it and they get it. Yes. And they pick up on and, that energy. You know, there's just yeah. there is just an energy connection that happens with 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 someone who gets it. Yeah, and that's where the journey begins. It's changed a lot of my work, you know. Yeah. And and another thing I have found that is so important in this kind of work is um, the narrative itself. How important it is to share that with others, and so that they can understand the importance of their narrative, their story. Right. And. One thing that every woman leaves here with, and they have the option to leave it in this little book that I'm creating, uh, hopefully someday it could even be published, is their stories. One of their um, assignments is write your story, write your narrative, and and share it with us here. There's only us women here. You're safe to do that. And if you can do that, it's like you're releasing it all to the world and everyone around you supports you and you just everything starts to click with that narrative and um it's a big part of um of some of the work we do here right it's really changed everything um once i found out about aces and so now all i want to do is you know shout out to the world we you know we got to be a part of that movement right we got to share that right well tell your story and in sharing it, you know, that's the, then the trauma-informed care thing comes into play. So as, as, as a whole, as a community, as a, as a nation, as a world, once we start to realize the impact, you know, that everybody has a story and that, um, you know, that history makes up who we are, trauma-informed care then becomes a part of everything. Um, yeah, and it just it just makes for a more beautiful world, I think, and that's at least that's my vision. So <laughs> I think so too. And we are informed um, program and uh, very careful. I mean, we don't just come out with all that at the first day, right? Although the assessment does, but that's just me between me and my client. Yeah. Um, and the narrative doesn't come out to us, you know, almost towards the end of the thirty days, and if they should stay longer. It, it doesn't come before though because it takes trust and they're building trust here sure and 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 this just this energy at, at this program i'm not bragging i'm just telling you um it's just such of a healing place yeah. and i think it's because um because we're all women and we're supporting each other and and we're understanding each other and we've been here and, and you know <laughs> I love men. I have a wonderful husband. I created one. I have a wonderful son. Right. But here, 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 we're just safe because sadly a lot of our perpetrators were men. Right. And so right. there's no men here except a, a doctor that comes on Wednesdays. Um, and that's because I figure women have to be able to trust men as well. Not every man is a perpetrator, although, you know, if you have a high score and you've been perpetrated upon by I mean, you just think everyone's a villain. Right. <laughs> but not everyone's a villain. 
Right. I blogged about that recently and said, you know, I had to make a concerted effort because the majority of my transgressors were male. And so I had to make a concerted effort to, um, yeah, to make sure that I was not um, prejudging and, um, you know, having a bias against males just because of right. my history. So. Right, right. Yeah. And that's part of the hypervigilance that kicks in from sure. such, such a young age, right? Right. And so it's hard to close that window. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Yeah, I'm 57 years old and I'm still pretty hypervigilant, um, but I'm aware of it. Yes. And I invite to self-regulate here. You're all right? The world's okay? <laughs> right. I am. I, I so get you because I'm 52 and I, I'm the same way, And I but now I know what it is. So I can catch myself and say, okay, I'm way off kilter. What's being triggered? And do right. some grounding stuff and do some mindfulness stuff. And, right. you know, and, right. and then once the more, the more the people are able to recognize that in themselves and aware of what's happening with them in them and find out about ACEs, you know, we just found right. out, you and I just found out in the last few years. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, if you imagine the, the more that this world, um, becomes aware of ACEs, just just the huge changes that could come about. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. And just people, if it hasn't happened to you, that's fine, but but here, take this word. You know, there's one word I've always shared with kids and people, and that is empathy. Just imagine what it might be like. Yes. If we could all just imagine what it might be like, we might be a little more sensitive and right. a little more empathetic towards each other. Right. And a little more caring towards each other, you know. So right. I always tell every woman that leaves here, don't forget, you got to share this with everyone. <laughs> yeah, You know, um, that keep, love keep thy neighbor thing really, really works. <laughs> yes. You know. Very so. much. So one yeah. of my questions that I ask, uh, you know, most of my podcast guests is, if you could reach as many people in the world with your message, who would you want your audience to be? The world. <laughs> Great answer. That's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> I would like the world to be my audience. Yeah. I'd like them to know what happens to children, how important it is to be aware of what's happening to your children. You know? Um, I read something you wrote, and I hope you don't mind, but, no. you know, why, why did you take so long to go get that soup, can of soup? Right. What happened, baby? What, what, what took so long? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I hope you don't mind me saying that. No, I just wrote about um, it yesterday again. <laughs> I, I know, I read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read it. Um, I do a lot of reading. I write. I know you write. Yes. Uh, I'm, I've written a book myself, and, um, and that cool. book is the narrative, your narrative. Narratives. You're, you're writing, you're telling your stories. And, you know, it. my book was something that that I hope will tell the world. Not everyone's going to read it, but those that do might share just one or two, you know, lines uh, with someone else, uh, and those stories, those sure. stories are so important. Absolutely. What's the I name think, of your book? Um, In the Eyes of Innocence. All right. And um, you can actually find that on Smashwords. I don't know if you've heard of Smashwords, but, you know, the new thing or the up-and-coming thing are e-books, although I have to have a book in my hand and read it with my hands. Yes. <laughs> But but it's on ebooks. It's a series, um, and it's a story of a handful of children raised in a very dysfunctional environment. Um, 
and um, it's the way of, of sharing it with the world. You know, a doctor, I, I had a psychiatrist tell my mom, take her home, there's nothing I can do with her, she doesn't say anything. Well, the power of silence is, it, for, a, for a therapist, if you don't understand that conversation, you're in trouble. You right. go back to school. Right. <laughs> but when I was very young, and that's what I remember that, and it, it was just more, in my mind, more rejection. But anyway, Years later, another doctor told me, you know, if you can't talk about it, why don't you write about it? Yeah. And uh, that's how that started. But but really, I, I go on and on. I'm so sorry, but there's so much I want no, to tell you. No, no, don't apologize. Talk but away. Really, but really helped me with my narrative at a time when I needed it the most was about um, seventh grade, Miss Lewis slammed her ruler on my desk and said, Julie, sit still. And then she leaned over and smiled and kind of whispered, if you would sit still, you're going to be a great writer. And she put my essay on my desk, and I looked down, and it was my first A class. And, and, and it was probably the first time I ever heard someone say something positive to me also. Wow. You know, you're going to be a great writer someday. If you just focus, because a lot of kids who have adverse childhood experiences who are traumatized and the stress doesn't allow you to focus or sit still or, you know, and they, they label you ADD or ADHD, but really what it is is you've got that hypervigilance, you've got that movement going, you can't sit still. Yes, um, that trapped energy. That, I like to call it, it, I thought of it as trapped energy. I had all this trapped energy. It, and, I love that. Yeah, it came out. <laughs> came out of me through panic attacks, you know, and yeah. um, because I had I had never processed my traumas properly, and so it was all just trapped, this negative energy trapped inside of me. Yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I was trying to get to is, of course, there's that narrative, right? There's that right. story. Because if, if someone would read about Miss Lewis or about our trapped energy, they would understand children more. Yeah. And they would see different signs. And and Miss Lewis just saying, you're going to be a good great writer someday. You could be a great writer. Right. Well, okay, now I have something that someone said good, and I like writing, you know. <laughs> so uh, that all came to play years later when this uh, therapist says, you know, Julie, if you can't talk about it, why don't you write about it? And yeah. that's how that story started. That's how that book started. And I always knew someday I would write a book, and it's, it's, it's not just so written so that I could become this, you know, published, see my name in print, and right. be this great writer, you know, be another Hemingway, <laughs> but because I wanted it to be like a manual for parents and for doctors and for teachers and maybe other children to see signs, to, to, to recognize that sadness in that child's eyes. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to read it. I'm going to go find it when we hang up. <laughs> well, the thing about it, to be honest with you, it's a series because I edit and edit and edit. Yes. The Smashwords said it was an unfinished story and to come back later when it's finished, right? It's like novel. It's really wrong. <laughs> anyway. Um, I love it. But, but they suggested, if anything, that I could do short stories and turn it into a series. Okay. And so um, it's a series. It's in the Eyes of Innocence. And the first book is called Lost and Found. And then the second book that's out there is actually out there. It's called Lexi Lady. 
Um, and it's not, I'm not Lexi Lady, I can tell you that right now. But, <laughs> but um, it's just a, a work in progress. It, it's actually done. I just keep changing things all the time. Right. <laughs> I edit and I edit and I remember things, you know. Yes. And uh, they ask you, do you want it to be fiction or nonfiction? And I say it's fiction because, well, one, I'm not, I like, for example, Lexi Lady, I can't say... Uh, I'm rambling now, but I can't say what happened there because I was there, but the stories that I was told by that person and the right. things that I know. Um, anyway, so it's out, yeah, it's out I, there. I'm in the middle of finishing up my manuscript for my book. The proposal's done, and um, but as I as I type. I, I come across stuff and then I'm like, oh, I got to go back and add that to that chapter. And then, oh, wait, I need mm -hmm. to go back and get this in this chapter because, you know, I probably have 50 journals and I probably, ha you know, I I just, I've always written. I write and I write and I write and I write and I write. I mean, people see my Facebook posts and they're like, good Lord, she wrote a novel on her Facebook post. Yes, and we all have novels inside of us. Yes. It's okay to release them, right? Right. I mean, it's so therapeutic. Yes, it right? is. Oh my gosh, yes. yes absolutely. I, I love you. I have 50 <laughs> journals too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and you have a story, and I have a story, and all the women there, and, and yes. not just women, men. We yes. all have stories. And, and releasing and storytelling goes back throughout the, you know, thousands of years. And it works. It yes. releases that story so that it's not trapped inside. and Yes, it's I love it. Just an amazing part of, of life is, is of the healing with your story. Tell your story. Don't be ashamed. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Right. Tell, tell your story. Yeah, I remember the first time I stood on a stage with a microphone in my hand and told my story. And looking out, I think one of the most powerful moments was looking out and seeing some people with, you know, tears coming down their face, some people just nodding their heads, like, you know, and there was just a connection that happened with the audience that was was so powerful. I mean, I'd always done it through writing, but uh -huh. then through written, or through spoken, you know, spoken, spoken words. words. Um, yeah. And actually having I that. wish you could have been there. <laughs> thanks, thanks, um, yeah. Do that. you speak, or do you do speaking engagements? I do, yeah. Um, not as many uh, as I'd like. I'd like to do more of them. Um, me too. Yeah, but I have done them, and again, always great feedback and very powerful, and I just, I'm just real and raw, and I just, you know, I don't focus, I call it the, um, uh, the dirty or the um, ugly facts you know I don't focus on the trauma I tell it at the beginning I go through a very quick little two-minute you know here's what happened to me um, but I like to focus on the the hope and the healing part of it so then I go on to like my journey after um, yeah. and how I feel yeah. Yeah. yeah I love it yeah nice. I I think it's really important that we tell our stories Yes. And I also think it's it's we sometimes have to be careful on how we tell our stories. I actually did a, a speaking engagement at a summit uh, in Chico, and I read my my first uh, published article was on it's called a child's voice, and um, because I am a writer, I, I could say that, and I'd probably say yes, yes. I'm a writer. Okay, <laughs> but Lewis, you were right. But anyway, uh, you can edit that. Um, no, that's great. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I recall telling the story. I'll send it to you just so that you can read it. 
yes. because I've got a lot of, it got um, chosen to be in a journal of a domestic violence uh, movement. And I, I, I decided to re- write, I mean, read it to the audience. It was a part of my presentation um, because I wanted them to know what it really is to be a child, to see mother beaten that way and the screaming and the, you know, the, the whole right. you know, thing that goes on. And, um, and we were amongst professionals, you know, it wasn't just anybody in the, in the crowd. It was a big summit. And I remember this, I seen a lot of the nodding, like you, you're saying, but this one woman that was sitting in front, she got up in the middle of it abruptly and grabbed her stuff. And I looked down and I caught eyes and it was as if, oh my God, I think I traumatized her. Right. She's going back. And she left, and she grabbed her things abruptly, and because she was in the front, it was very noticeable. And I realized, oh my God, there, I have to be more careful. Right, you right. Know, people still get traumatized, even professionals. Perhaps she hasn't even ever dealt with it. Yeah. Well, that's why when I now when I write, you know, like, and you probably saw it on the blog that I put on the Aces that you had read, you know, about the soup can. I put mm-hmm. at the top, you know, trigger warning because I just want people to be aware that. Um, you know, if, yeah. you, if you're choosing to read this or choosing to listen to my speech or whatever it is, just be right. aware that, you know, if you have trauma history, what I'm about to talk about, while not in tremendous detail, may trigger mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I, anyways, I, I, I learned that. <laughs> well, um, and I knew it. I just didn't think that, okay, you're, you're in a summit with a bunch of doctors and therapists. I, now I know, just like you uh, said um, before I start my little presentations. Yes. I need you all to know that this is a sensitive. This is talking about domestic violence. We are talking about uh, a raw and very sensitive subject. You know, so I, I learned from that, and what you just yeah. said is just right on. Top, you know, you're, you're, I'm going to follow your dog. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are, um, are very important as well in telling yes. my story how sensitive and how many people have felt that. Yes. How many people have, have lived it. Right, absolutely. So what, um, are there any myths or facts that you would like to share with, with audience, uh, with the listeners? Um, <laughs> um, you know... It just came to my mind when you said that was um, men are victims of domestic violence as well. Yeah. Boys, men are the least, the, the ones that won't really tell you as easily as a woman might. Because a boy, a man has to protect his manism. You know, yeah. <laughs> society has told him he can't feel. Right. He can't you can't um, be weak. You know, you're two years old, you're the man of the house, right? So the myth that I think that came to my mind as soon as you said that was that men are victims of domestic violence. Men, boys, get raped, yeah. um, get molested. And it's a myth that is only happening mostly to women. This, if you look at statistics, you know, it's, uh, they change all the time, but I know that. The last time I, I, I do a lot to deal with domestic violence, and um, one out of four women, and it's one out of seven men, right? So right. The numbers, the myth isn't, it just happens to women. 
Right. There's so many men out there that have been molested, who have been raped, who right. watch their wives, you know, are beating them with frying pans, you know, that little yeah. uh, thing. But it's really happening, just, yeah. But it's really happening, and men are, are not always the perpetrator. Right. I guess I, I right. want to say. Okay. Um, what what resources have you used? Is there anything that really stands out to you as something that helped you along either your personal journey or, you know, on your um, career journey um, as far as helping people? Uh, what has really helped me? Um, you know, just getting involved in my community. Um, my little brother died of AIDS and... Um, I really got into that movement in the 80s, and I noticed that within the community, that's where the resources really are. You're not going to find them under the sheets, hiding from the world, being depressed. So the resources are out there in your community. Uh, now on the media, uh, reading, and just being okay getting out there. Yeah. Out there. Well, and I think what you just said, you know, like social media has actually been a huge, huge um, benefit to survivors because, again, empowerment and connection, but also realizing the resources that are out there and yeah. the stories and the links and the, and the um, well, I mean, like what you're doing. I mean, like you said, it's, it's, a, it's a program in a, in a small community. Um, setting um, in residential setting and and so um, yeah it, it it is out there and yeah you gotta get out there right you're not gonna find it just, you know nothing nothing we do oh is gonna take just a thought you have to put it in action right you know a vision you, you gotta you can't just say someday 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 it's just like someday but every day you gotta do something about that someday Right. Do it. Exactly. Right. So when my little brother died of AIDS, I was really upset with my with San Francisco is forty miles away, thirty miles away from where we live, and my small community had zero. So, wow. Um, uh, in the eighties, could imagine. So, yeah. um, that pissed me off enough to know that I needed to get out there and, and make some noise and and. And make sure my community knows what's going on and do something about it. You know, right. you don't just sit there and be pissed off because you couldn't find the resources, right? Right. Make the resources then. Yeah. Get out there. Demand for re demand resources. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I guess that's, mm, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I think I'm grumbling. I'm so sorry. No, I'm so passionate about it all. I I am very passionate about it too, and um, I know I love it. <laughs> no, I love it as well. I love it when when I mean I love it that you're fired up. And um, so on your own personal journey, you know, how did you overcome it? What did you do? Did you did you utilize? Um, I mean, what was your path like? <clears throat> Very crooked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> very, very narrow path. Yes. Uh, steep hills. Steep hills, steep mountains. Uh, the climbing, getting out of the bottom. Um, how do you do it? You know, I, I know it's funny. I always come back to you have to ask someone. 
I believed in you. My grandmother was my safe place. Oh, my grandmother was mine. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? I, I know. I, I it always, I would never get that out. I always think it, it wasn't for my grandmother. <laughs> yes. If it wasn't for her holding me when my mother didn't know how, you know, it's yeah. generational. My mother was very abused by her father. Yeah. And so, you know, I grew up with a lot of uh, people, I know they call them spankings, but today they're more than spankings. Yes. They're like against the law. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I hear a belt mom, buckle my, jingle and I still get a, ch a chill. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but 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 grandma, having a safe place. Yes. Somewhere to somewhere to go. That's so your that, resilience. That's why I call my program a safe place. Yeah. Uh, um, and 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 that safe place was was with my grandmother, and I I, I she actually died in my arms, and Aww. I became her safe place. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah. Wow. So having a, that person, that one adult, maybe a couple of them, it does not, maybe it's not your mom or your dad, that's okay. Maybe it's your grandma, maybe it's an aunt, maybe it's a teacher who says you're going to be great at something if you yes. just sit still, you know? Yes. Um, and they say that. I mean, they're saying that's where resilience, it can be a coach. It can be, in a, you know, some safe, stable adult mm -hmm. in your life. Um, exactly. Yes, that, that believes yeah. in you and, and yeah. um, kind of counteracts yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, what am I... Uh, go ahead. I, I guess that's... I don't know. There's all kinds of ways, but I think that was my safest place was I had that one person that told me she loved me and rocked me and, you know, the things that mother couldn't do and it's not mother's fault that intergenerational dysfunction, you know. Yes, right. I think that's it. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite questions to throw at everybody is, mm -hmm. if you could meet anyone in the world, dead or alive, who could help you with your continued journey, who would it be? God. Good one. Yeah. Jesus Christ, uh, yeah. the Son of God, I don't know. Someone that could just see the world from the outside in and just say, why don't you take this road instead, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see that big arrow, that neon sign I put? And I'd be like, no, I wasn't looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm not going to lie. You know, some people don't want to say that because, oh my God, she's religious, or oh my God, you know, she's one of those. That, no, I think, you know? you know, faith's a very important part of this healing process. And I, I say that in my speech, I said, you know, faith, and I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, necessarily like the God that I believe in, but, mm -hmm. you know, believe in something. Yeah. Whatever it is, believe in something. Um, because, I, I think you're right. Yeah, if if you believe, you know, and for some people maybe that's nature, or maybe yeah. it's you know the universe. But for some, it is Christ. It it is God. It is Buddha. It, it whatever it is. Right. Um, have right. that faith. Uh, you know, I have angels are a big part of me. I'm surrounded by them. I have. I have trinkets all over my office and all over my writing space and paintings and calendars and it's just yeah. my thing. Um, yeah. And I it's get it. I think it's a big part of, of who we are. 
spirituality is important. Yes. Uh, faith and believing in someone higher than me. Yes. <laughs> There's just got to be more. Right. right. There's just got to be more. Right. And whoever that may be. And we talk about that here in my program. For some people, you're right. It's, it's Buddha. For some people, it's Jesus, or Dalai Lama, Jehovah. And, uh, but whatever it is, you've got to get in touch with your inner spiritual place. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah very yeah. cool. All right, last question. Yeah? What is your dream job, and are you doing it? <laughs> uh, my dream job, to be honest with you, um, I feel like I'm doing it, but I want to go towards the speaking arena. Yeah. I, I want to be out there. There's, you can reach more people if you can tell um, your story because your story can help others. It can empower others. It can inspire others in a bigger arena, you know? Yes. I, I want to get into the speaking arena, and I, I want to I get my book finished. Yeah. And it's another way of helping people, and I want to see my... Yeah, my, my my program succeed, and not just with women. I want to open a program for men as well. But more than anything, I right now I'm to speaking arena and my books finished. Oh my god! I have other books. Oh my god! I have other books in my head. Me too. Um, you and I are so much alike. It's crazy. Like, I know, I know. I'm like, I, I want to speak more, and I want to do, I want to finish my book. But then I have some other books. I already have a title, and I'm already working on a second ebook. Like, I'm working on two books at once because, like, <laughs> I'm like, this other one is, is, I'm gonna lose it if I don't get it out there. My menopause brain will lose it. So, <laughs> <laughs> my menopause brain will lose it too. I totally get it. And so we'll be with you. I don't know if you want to put this on there, but we'll be to the support group. Oh, we'll be, I am right we there. We gotta write our books. We gotta yes. get out there. We've got to get you know the movement and be involved and let yeah. the world know what's happening with our children because our children are our future. I know it sounds like a cliche, but they are. Yes, yes. You know? so in the, in the more I, we, I want to go. Yeah, um, that's what I want to do. Well, it's beautiful, and I I fully support you and applaud you. And I agree with what you said about the children because you know if if we can empower children with you know, this knowledge about ACEs and this knowledge about resilience and this knowledge about, we might be able to, to, to sever that generational, you know, trauma that continues, you know, and, and yeah. stop it in its tracks. Um, yes, I yeah. agree. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Yeah, very cool. So how do people get a hold of you? And, um, you know, is there anything else you wanted to talk about or touch on before we sign off? Um, yeah, um, I love them to go off Smashwords and look at my book. Oh, I want to tell you about my book name. I have a nom de plume. Yeah. <laughs> to protect the innocent, okay? Yeah. I have family members who are like, you better not write that book. <laughs> uh, so it's Julia Castle. Castle is with a K. Julia Castle. Oh, story. Yeah, Julia right. Castle. In the eyes of innocence. Read my book. Okay. Um, and, um... I think right now I just want to thank you for what you're doing. Oh, and thank you. I applaud you, and I appreciate you, and I and I I hope and pray that you'll get your books out there, and you'll get up there and speak, and we'll meet each other out there on the road. Yes, I love it. I love that idea and the concept of that. That's so cool. And you're you're where California? 
I'm in California. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to give my phone number out. But, no. But, oh, oh, that was it. To, yeah. How to contact you? You can go to um, www.awiseretreat.com. Okay. Awiseretreat.com. Uh, and if there's anyone who needs help out there, I have an 855 number. It's a toll-free number. If you need help, uh, suffering from addiction, domestic violence, PTSD, whatever you want to call it, and you need that help and you need that safe place, then you can call 855-500-WISE. Oh, 855-500-WISE. How beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for offering that to everyone. Okay, well, it has been an absolute joy and a pleasure. I'm going to do a little sign-off here. So, everyone, thank you for joining us today. And until next time, be gentle with yourselves. Bye-bye. Thank you.